It's uh, pretty ridiculous. That's smart, was that from? Um, it was on Mr. Prince. Yeah, sick. I was looking at fleece. I was like, it's getting cold. So I started looking at fleece. <laughs> fleece, yeah. I thought you could even do like a, all different members as well. So like, who wants one of these? Self, like. Yeah. There's actually some stuff that um, we'll talk about once we finish this podcast. <laughs> so you, you're in for a little like preview of how we do things here. If you're watching on YouTube or maybe Spotify, might be able to be watching this on Spotify, which is kind of cool. Oh, quite smart, isn't it? Yeah, that's cool. Order a sample. Let's see what it's like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then you might have uh, your nice, nice, warm, unique um, three-quarter zip. I anyway. Like, I like a good quarter zip. Three-quarter zip. I've got a lot of time for them, like an Under Armour one, like with a, with a zip there. I've got a lot of time for that. Like my um, any, any combat coach at, or have coached that. There's all, there's, I've got this like bag in the quarter zip. Yeah. I always wear. <laughs> Almost always someone's like the old man called as if. I put like, that on because like it's a bit flat cap on a pipe. Yeah, it's a, bit, it's a bit baggy, but then I can pause these a little bit. So I'm like, <laughs> just there, a trend that I'm seeing a lot lately, uh, probably more so at weightlifting competitions than powerlifting ones, is people with bum bags. And you don't really realize how much of a probably like a, a pretty smart idea it is if you can't be asked taking like a big clunky bag with you because that's what I always do I've always got about four different bags yeah, like I've always got one big rucksack one with clothes in one with me um me like lifting stuff in it uh one with food a lot of food in it and then one for like dirty clothes because things tend to smell mm. right at the end of the day um so yeah oh, but, I could get you sing that in the bum bag yeah, yeah. <laughs> I actually I got that last one uh in was it June or July or something like that it was like one of the warmer months because it's fucking freezing now. Um, I actually, <laughs> I didn't want to, uh, but got bundled into a car um, and still had me singlet on. So we ended up going to a pub on the way home, <laughs> having a beer, and I still had me singlet on. Like, I didn't have no shorts on. It was like singlet. And I was like, guys. <laughs> Dad got me, me two beers. One to just drink, and then the other one to, to sit and nurse. <laughs> anyway, uh, talking of competitions, welcome to uh, this episode of the Liverpool Strength uh, podcast. Uh, I'm Martin Kimberley, joined by James McPhee. And James wants to tell you all about our uh, program that we're running here at the gym at the moment, our 21-day fundamentals course. Don't you, James? He's dead excited to tell you all about it. Um, but I don't like being put on this spot because my mind just, just, just gone blank. <laughs> it's just, as soon as you put me on the spot, my mind just goes, nope. Just throw you that pile of shit there. Yeah. <laughs> Not the fundamentals course, that's fucking awesome, but I knew that was going to I knew that was gonna mess you up. So, uh, yeah, this episode of the podcast is sponsored by uh, Liverpool Strengths Fundamentals Course. If you're completely new to lifting weights, if you're not too sure where to start, if you've been spending a bit of time in a commercial gym and been a little bit scared to go to the free weights area, then this is for you. If you've always been keen to get into uh, lifting with a barbell, uh, doing some strength training, doing some resistance exercise, but you're not 100% sure where to start or whether you're doing things right, then this is for you as well. Over the course of 21 days, Uh, We'll talk you through absolutely everything that you'll need to know to consistently get uh, 
not consistently get to get the fundamentals of strength training nailed down, uh, which covers programming, actual exercises, uh, your nutrition, uh, lifestyle outside of the gym, along with your sessions inside the gym. You get access to the gym for three sessions a week under the watchful eye of one of the Liverpool Strength Coaches who will provide you with support, guidance and feedback. Um, and yeah, it's awesome. So if you want to get started and uh, it sounds like it's something that you're keen to do, then head to the link that should be in the comments below and book your completely free intro session. Basically, come down, have a chat with us, check the gym out, check out what the vibe's like. Um, we'll talk you through absolutely everything. If you decide that it's not for you, fair enough. We'll send you on your way. If you're keen to get going, then we'll get you started either there and then or on the, the next time you're available to do a session. So yeah, head to www.liverpoolstrengthco.co.uk forward slash fundamentals dash course or click the link in the description uh, to get started. I need to work on my sales pitch. <laughs> I find myself having something planned out that's like, I think it's 30 seconds long. And then I look at the timer on it's the computer and I'm like, minutes, so four minutes later, <laughs> I'm still waffling on about it. That is how good it is though. Um, you get some good results out of it. Um, you get a good crack out of it. You learn like what you'll need. If, if you decide to come and do the fundamentals course with us for the 21 days and then decide that, or, or have to move away from the area or whatever and decide that uh, you're going to, Obviously, you want to carry on training that way. That this course should set you up really well for that. Basically, sets you up for long-term, consistent strength and muscle building and or fat loss progress. Um, so yeah, fucking check it out. It's really good. Like we put a lot of effort into it. Um, and yeah, give up plenty of positive feedback as well, lads. Yeah, that's very very true. People and, all tending to like men, they've all stayed on or. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, so it's it's something, right? So it, is, it is guaranteed gains. Go, go, yeah. Going off topic of, of what we said we were going to talk about, to to just go into that a little bit more. When we were putting that together, really, it's something that we kind of said I would have loved to have had this when I first started training, but never. Mm. Like, and it's across like. 20, 21 days. <laughs> it's basically taken what five, ten years to get to the point of going, <laughs> reaching the peak of Mount Stupid on the Dunning Kruger scale, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to get to come to this conclusion that the stuff that's in the fundamentals, uh, in our fundamentals course, is the stuff that really matters and the stuff that really works as well. Um, There's no, no no BS at all, or like. Science it's all and... go, no show. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah, you can, but we show it as well. Mm. <laughs> all show, all, all show, all show, all, all show, all show, and go. That's a decent one. I'll take that. That's what she says. Hey. Anyway, um, getting into uh, today's topic, um, we had a little chat before we before we started recording. Um, would you want to introduce today's topic? Because I've completely forgot what the lines of what you said were. Um, speaking about just competitions and what what to expect like on the day, like the build up to it. So I'll say there's a lot of competitions coming out for run, setting powerlifting for qualification for for next year's or British and World Championships. 
obviously it's the English Championships this weekend. It's a bit of a... We won't talk about that. So subject for me. <laughs> yeah, like, um, now, now sort of the time of year, really, I suppose like for, for both, there's never really an, a massive off-season. It's kind of more down to the individual when to take like a little bit of a break. Yeah, it depends what you're sort of... You, yeah, but you, comps are. you tend to have like, now is around about the time where like competitions start to get like released, released, released yeah, 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 like scheduled and released for the, excuse me, for the coming year. So, um, definitely for powerlifting, um, there's I've seen a lot of competitions get released um, or like scheduled for the next kind of six, eight yeah, months. Six months in March, yeah, yeah. Um, so, with that in mind, it gives you obviously like a really good uh, period of time to get prepared because you have like a, you basically got a deadline. Yeah. Um, so to go a little bit more in depth with that, um, I think you mentioned something about kind of what we wanted to cover today is like what to expect on the day. So I thought what we could do is split it down into uh could split between weightlifting and powerlifting um what to expect from each and maybe some sort of strategies as well to help to like lead up to it while we're mm. while the pro- for a lot of people whoops well there probably will be i'm just going to move this mic because i keep catching it on the other one well there will be a lot of people who are obviously going to enter competitions um so it'll give you a good idea of how to sort of structure your training. And obviously, if you need help with that, then check us out because we can, we can help you with that. Um, so to start out with powerlifting, like talk us through uh, what to expect on the day, except for the ice cream man at the end of it. That's <laughs> um, a, a stinky toilet. <laughs> I think that's like you could, you could say exactly the same for weightlifting. Like there'll be a very smelly toilet or several smelly toilets. Um, I, I did a, a CrossFit teams comp once went to the gym. You had two toilets, one was broken. Yeah. There was teams of four. Oh, all day. Oh, <laughs> but obviously, like you're gonna be quite quite nervous, aren't you? It's obviously, first comp. Mm. You've got to know everyone's in the same. Everyone, but mostly in the same position as you. Just to don't focus on what they're doing, just focus on what, what you're there to do. I always think of it as it's just another heavy train session, but just in a different gym. Absolutely. Um, really, for both sports, um, it's what you do in training every single day. <laughs> and it's more, yeah. really, competition day is more a mental battle than it is a physical one. Like, if you've prepared well, um, if you've prepared well and you've trained well and everything's gone as to plan as it can be, because obviously plans sometimes have to change. You might get like little injuries, little niggles. Obviously, work commitments, life commitments can kind of get in the way sometimes and that can affect your preparation. I had one guy who went on holiday uh, literally like the week before a competition and had to cut weight, came back, 
came back like three, four kilos over the weight class. <laughs> so like those like little curveballs can obviously come out of nowhere. So it's, it's it's all about adapting to what's in front of you rather than spitting your dummy out and getting super stressed about everything. Like <laughs> it's it's not worth it's not worth the extra stress to put yourself under because a competition day is enough of a mental battle as it is. Mm. Um, so like with powerlifting, obviously there's two different, uh, there's two different weigh-in protocols. There's a uh, 24 hour weigh-ins and like the best kind of weigh-ins. <laughs> yeah. Two hour weigh-ins. Um, oh, actually, there's two hours of weigh-ins as well, isn't there? Yeah. Yeah. But I think weightlifting's always two hours, isn't it? I've never done one unless I've been able to like sort of sneak in with some of the, Yes, some some of like the the small comps well, like yeah yeah, yeah, yeah exactly yeah yeah that's only ever really happened for me like once once or twice at this last one I'd done that brutal cut and I just missed Mark texted me and was like Coach Mark shout out Coach Mark um, he texted me just as me and Jane were leaving and said get here as soon as you can he was comfortably like in the right smack bang in the middle of his weight class. But he knew that I was like fucking suffering, like crying into me chicken and broccoli every night. He was like, <laughs> he was like, get get here as soon 20, as you can. Twenty minutes sweet chili sauce. Yeah, the shot, the shot glass of sweet chili sauce. I'm not, I'm not being funny, mate. That tasted so good. <laughs> he was like, get here as soon as you can uh, to the to the competition because you can pretty much weigh in as long as you get here before this time. Got to the gym. Went over to like the little desk thing that they had. Me and Jay were like, can we weigh in, please? And like, he went, oh, it's just with, with that guy over there. And he was just coming out of the uh, the weigh-in room with his like blazer on and all that, like the official guy, and taking his seat because there was like a minute to go to like the first lift. And I was like, oh, no, that means I'm going to have to wait. Like I've not eaten a full meal for like – Probably a good twenty-four hours was like well dehydrated. <laughs> well, wasn't Jane able to weigh in? And you had to sit there while she ate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She like literally ate stuff in front of me, and I was like looking at her, just like salivating at the smell of the food because we'd made like cooked breakfast things as well. Like that, yeah. Oh, ridiculous! So yeah, first things first. Uh, if it's twenty-four hours, obviously you've got a little bit of time to rehydrate, refuel. Uh, all that kind of stuff for uh, powerlifting. If it's for weightlifting, you've basically got two hours to uh, you've got two hours to get yourself in a comfortable place. If you've had to go through a bit of a cut, um, which and then if you if you don't make weight, you have an hour to make weight. Mm. Like doing laps of the gym, spitting into a cup, and all that. Yeah, I've done that spit into a cup. I thought it'd be fun. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't have to be into a cup, but uh, obviously to <laughs> make it to keep it nice and tidy. To, to yeah. 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 So yeah, weighing in, weighing in is the first one. That's obviously like the the first sort of step to get over. Um, obviously, post win as well, especially if it's in a cut. My strategy was always like Luxate and something like a pop tart, like sugary as well, just to get. Carbs and we get the yeah. hydration electrolytes. That definitely makes sense. Um, and then something just, just sits well in your stomach. Yeah, like something that's not gonna 
like run right through you because like some cops will be there and there'd be people like stuffed in the face with like everything they can because yeah. they've been starving themselves and like yeah 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 that's, that's not gonna make sense hours, like, yeah 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 like you're probably gonna start feeling some <laughs> some ill effects from some that kind of way yeah, um, i'd say just eat eat something that's like that you normally have or mm. just maybe a smaller portion size of it yeah yeah no true true yeah that's like a, something sugary if you've had to do a like an aggressive cut um that's just personal preference yeah because yeah. I, I can't eat within too much of them like two hours of lifting anyway yeah, so yeah. that's why i have like it's it's sit well it's yeah. got calories yeah. in it it's carbs. Yeah, yeah. I think a, a pretty good sort of rule of thumb would be if you wouldn't normally have it on a normal training day, don't have it, don't have it on a competition day. Um, it's like you don't wake up and smash a saurine loaf, do you? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Although saurine loaf's fucking business. Banana, I've got a lot banana, of time for Yeah. Oh, that's, that's the end. Lovely. <clears throat> um, so, yeah, we've got, we've got weigh-ins there. Um, and obviously with... Uh, with your weigh-ins for powerlifting, you'll be given, sometimes it's separate, sometimes it's the same, uh, at the same time. It'd be like rack heights for squat. Usually for squat, sometimes they do like squat and bench at the same time. Um, you'd be given in rack heights and opening attempts, which as far as my memory serves me, you've got like, uh, you've got like a specified amount of time to change them. You can change. You can change your openers, but it's got to be done before a, a certain time's passed. I don't know exactly what the technical rule is, but there's normally an announcement to say if you're lifting in this next session, you've got like five or ten minutes to change your openers. So if your like warm up has been a shit show and you've chosen to open with like say two hundred kilos on your squat and you're like getting fucking buried under one fifty, then it's probably going to be a good idea to. Maybe just like lower that down a little bit and just build some confidence. So we've got those for powerlifting, for weightlifting. Uh, you weigh in and give your openers in for both. Again, I think it's what is it like a normally like um, uh, is it two minutes before the uh, the weight goes on the bar or something like that that you can change it. Yeah, yeah, two attempts obviously before that weight on the bar, and then yeah. So a certain time and you get two attempts to change it. Things to expect once you've weighed in, obviously if as long as you've made weight um, and everything's all all okay, give your rack heights in um, and give your opening attempts in. Um, if you need to adjust them, that's fine. Um, stick into the uh, schedule of what you've been given they'll usually usually be like flight li- flight lists where you and everyone else who's in your flight will be lifting at around the same time so it's a good idea depending on depending on how long it takes you to warm up and where you sort of see yourself in the uh, order of the flights to adjust your warm up as, as appropriately as you can and that's where sort of like a, a good coach can kind of come in clutch a little bit because warming up too soon can be a bit detrimental uh not warming up soon enough can be pretty detrimental um at one of my competitions with a former coach that i used to work with um 
basically went out, did my opener, and I was waiting around for about 12, 15 attempts before it was out for my second attempt because it was... Parting? Um, no, weightlifting. Um, um, and I basically just sat down on a speaker and was just, like, waiting to go, thinking in my head, like, I'm going to need to do another... Even if it was just, like, a 60-kilo snatch to stay loose and then... There was a load of a load of people opening or doing their um, like second and third attempts, but because obviously I was opening and there was other people yet to open, um, there was a load of there was a load of attempts. I was sat down for fucking ages um, and missed my second attempt and missed my second attempt in front and missed my third attempt behind. And I put that down to basically just being being cold, basically. Um, so if you and that that is another sort of little point to consider. <clears throat> um, if you don't normally if you don't normally sit round when you're training, don't just sit round from competition day. Because I don't normally it's very rare that I'll sit down while I'm training. I'll sort of like be stood up, staying loose, um, going through movements or like thinking about something that I need to concentrate on um, rather than just sitting down and being still. There's a time and a place for that, usually like when you're doing max out strength work. But my thing is if you wouldn't normally do it when you're training, doesn't make any sense to do it on a competition day. Um, so yeah, if you if you're weightlifting and you're gonna have to be waiting for a long time, stay nice and loose. Um, in powerlifting, it can be a bit more straightforward to obviously coming back to warm ups and stuff like that. Oh, you can have a nap between intense. Exactly, yeah, because because <laughs> it's a round robin. So no matter what weights on the bar, it always goes from uh, first attempt. Whoever's opened first and whoever's opened last, it's always in that order. So it's always um, one, two, three, four, five. So lightest openers number one, heaviest openers number five. Regardless of anyone misses in between, they still get that rest to go again. Um, Whereas weightlifting's a little bit different. It goes on an ascending bar. So I think there's a lot of change to that. Like what is all change to that? I'm not sure because I think it makes it a bit more exciting yeah, to watch weightlifting. Mess, you can mess around and get people for like corner. Kilo them, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, someone's tried to do that to me as well, which is kind of funny. Like, um, that was at a different competition, but in the same place. Like, yeah, I say that, but like, just the very like, last little comps. I'm like. Why? Why? Like, yeah, yeah. What? What's the point? Like, we're here to try and qualify for something. Yeah, like we're just here to just like just to compete <laughs> and, and to, have, have, to fun. have fun. Yeah, yeah, to max out. Yeah. Yeah. You, what are you trying to win? Like a little plastic, a little plastic fucking medal that I didn't even get last time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's what annoys me on comp days. Where like coaches that want to be, they want to yeah. put the name in the hat for fucking international stuff. Yeah. Let's try international tactics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, like if it's your first comp, you don't want to be forced out to like max attempts, do you? Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. Definitely, you wanna you wanna be able to uh, get used to 
that platform time. So I think that's very important is uh, platform time. So in terms of powerlifting, it's going to be quite straightforward to warm up for your, for your opening attempt. For weightlifting, can be just as straightforward as long as you're in like, as long as you're sort of within a, a certain ballpark range of where you want to be opening at, you're probably going to be okay. And again, that's where like good coach can come in clutch. Like my last competition, you coached me and Jane and it was do this when this guy's got, when this guy's finished his next attempt, do this when there's two attempts remaining. And that's kind of, that's what weightlifting is all about really is knowing when to do what. Because they want like at that comp, what like frustrated me a bit was like when someone's on the platform off the left, everyone in the back room just stopped. Yeah. Just all stopped and just stood there like just still waiting for that person to go. I was like, yeah. why? Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I put them off, just carry on. Just like, carry on. They, they yeah, should be yeah. able to like yeah. sort of deal with that. Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. Like I was still like loading, I was loading the bars, like grabbing plates and I was like, what are you doing? Yeah, yeah. No, it is kind of funny. It is funny. Like, I've got good my guys here trying to warm up. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, that's just as important as yeah. whoever's on the on the platform type thing. Um, but yeah, no, definitely. Um, knowing what to do and when to do it can be a little bit more tricky for weightlifting. Um, for powerlifting, can be just as tricky, um, but it's a bit more straightforward. Obviously, you don't want to do too much too soon. And start to uh, lose that sort of arousal, I suppose you'd call it, of like being exposed to a, a heavier weight. It's like what a minute per attempt, is it? Mm, yeah. yeah. So if like how long you rest? If there's six swing, yeah. six people in your flight, um, and you've finished your your warm up by the time okay. the first person's come out, then that's probably a pretty good a pretty good sort of rest period. That's like max six minutes, really. Like, it's probably not going to be longer than that. Like, when you yeah, consider... I was waiting 10, 12 minutes on mine. Yeah. How many was in it? Um, like, 12. 12. I, think, I think it was more for bench and deadlift, actually. I think with those, definitely with bench, because they're farting around moving the moving the bench height round, aren't they? So um, obviously that's something to take into account. I so yeah, it probably there was would. More people in bench and deadlift. Yeah, so it was like a push pull. Yeah, yeah. Like you have, you had the full power and then you had mm. people entering and just push and pull. Yeah, so again, that's another thing to be aware of, like uh, for powerlifting is, does your competition, is it uh, being inclusive of, if you're doing a full power competition, is that gonna be inclusive of an extra yeah. competition because that can obviously affect your, your preparation for that day. Because if you've, if say there's, there was 10 people in your flight for squats, all right, I've nailed me warm up for squats. No, I can do the same for bench. Yeah. Next and then like there's like a bit of a curveball because there's like eight more people in it or whatever. Um, so yeah, that's another thing to look out for, which is probably a, a point a lot of people might not consider. Um, Although usually, like powerlifting, it is pretty good. They will basically they'll be open with you and say, "Yeah, we're going to include these in the in the uh, in the next flight, so uh, it's going to be worthwhile." We're going to the push pull is going to be in the next flight, so adjust your attempts and your warm ups appropriately. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure I've heard that a couple of times at uh, at some competitions. So yeah, that's, that's another important thing to consider. 
Which I think I'm waiting to be like, if someone misses the fall himself, they get two minutes. Mm. Yeah, so and that can longer rest. Yeah, all. that that can obviously affect your um, your uh, process, I suppose, like your your preparation process. Um, be mindful of that as well. Mm. Well, that's what coach's job isn't really. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, really, it should just be on a competition day if you've got a coach. Because uh, obviously a lot of people self coach, which is which is fair enough. Like I've I've done it at competitions in the past, um, but having someone there who knows what they're doing can really take that that sort of mental pressure off. And it's a case of just just saying, you just go and do that weight now, like, and that's all it is. Like treat yourself like a little bit of a robot. Yeah. <laughs> go lift the thing. Go do the thing. Yeah, just lift, lift when they say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you go do it when I tell you. <laughs> Don't worry about nothing else. Um, times I have someone who's like, oh, do I do this now? I'm like, no. No. Now? Yeah. Like, no. <laughs> you go and sit down and be quiet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You live when I say lift. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think that's like that's a good point. Um, yeah. Listen to, listen to the coach. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, and I think probably a good thing is... Uh, for a coach is uh, figuring out what people best respond to. Like, are they going to respond to you saying to them, you go do this now, or are they going to respond better to in two or three, after the next two or three attempts, go do that warm-up attempt. Like, I think figuring that out as early on as possible can be like a re- like a, a really good bonus because it takes away any kind of sort of doubt so if you're a coach it, it's probably going to be worthwhile to ask the person you're coaching do you want to know do you want me to just tell you when to go or do you want me to give you some like more information. some more information about once this guy's finished his thing if he's su- successful with his attempt go do it if he's not then chill the fuck out till he gets it type thing I think that's a good point for weightlifting for powerlifting, probably not so much. I would probably say that uh, in between attempts, you want to just be getting mentally switched on because your warm-up should have taken care of like the sort of physical side of things. You want to be staying as, as calm as you can and only really getting amped up when you're actually on the platform. Um, although there can be some utility to grabbing a barbell and doing a couple of squats to if, if you're someone that's like me who if you stay still for too long you basically just seize up and start yeah, getting really tight cold, everything yeah. just goes cold um it is worthwhile staying warm but that's only really if probably there's more than like 10 people in your flight and you're potentially waiting 10 plus minutes for your next attempt um so i was a bit a bit like i wasn't Nervous. I was like skeptical of it because that was my first part of comp. Mm. I was like, we've got to rest like 10 minutes. Yeah. Actually, sometimes I don't rest enough in training. It's like heavy squats and actually worked out well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Between attempts, I was just chill, sending you memes memes and shit like that. (laughs) Nobody else again slapped about it. The fuck? (laughs) Get off me. Um, 
exactly after you in the gym. So no, yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. That, that's the best way to look at it, really. That is the best way to look at it. Like, I'm going to have a pizza and chips after this. I was <laughs> <laughs> just thinking about what food to get. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so, yeah, de- definitely stay uh, stay chilled between attempts because there's no point wasting uh, any emotional energy, really, is there? Like, it's uh, it's not really that worthwhile. Uh, it's If anything, it, it could potentially be a bit detrimental to... Mm-hmm. Uh, to your lifting. Yeah, that, 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 is it adrenal fatigue? Mm-hmm. Wiped out. Because obviously powerlifting is... You want to save off in powerlifting, I'll save off in deadlift. It's exactly, because it's a long fucking day. If you're like amped up for the whole like 30 minutes of squats, you're then... super hyped for your final squat. <laughs> yeah. By the time you get to your opener on your deadlift and it doesn't budge off the floor because you've because you've basically wiped yourself out by being fucking switched on and slapping yourself in the face. Yeah, it's <laughs> like that part of me, like everyone's around, like getting amped up. It'd be quite easy to get caught up in it all. Yeah, yeah. Everyone's lifting heavy, it's just like a, having a good time. No when to like save it and push it. And yeah. then push, yeah. It's, it's kind of like, this probably a similar analogy is like, although in a, in a bit of a different context, would be like a golfer. Like a, a golfer basically chills out between shots and they only get switched on when they basically grab the club and they walk up to address the ball. So it's the same thing for powerlifting, weightlifting. You save your, your energy to concentrate on it, on the thing when you're about to do it. Like you don't really need to worry about it up until that point because it's, it's a little bit irrelevant. Like it's not really... It's not really that important. Like, unless you've done something, like say, like something technically bad in your previous attempt, and your coach has given you something to, Accused. like a cue, which should only really be like one or two, two tops on a competition day. Do it again, but do it properly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Do it the way you've been doing it for the past year. Like, <laughs> is probably one of my favourites that I tell myself quite a lot. But yeah, there's like some, uh, so we've got weigh-ins, uh, food, warm-ups, uh, attempts. It's almost swallowed too loud down the microphone then. <laughs> attempts, what to do between attempts. Um, just spat on the mic. Sorry, microphone. What to do between attempts. Uh, I would probably say... Another another thing to expect is like the come down from a competition. Yeah. So obviously you've got your big old like adrenaline dump. So if you've been really amped up and you've lifted yeah. some heavy weights, you'll get home and you'll just crash. You crash out. Um, it's a it's a good feeling, isn't it? Like it's a good feeling after you finish the competition and you and you've done well. You've done like better than better than you've previously done. Although usually within like about half an hour, you kind of like, oh, I wish you would have hit that. I wish you mm-hmm. would have tried this. I wish you would have tried that. But that's, but that's the beauty of it. That's the beauty of both sports. Like you could go six for six in weightlifting, PB snatch, open heavier than you've ever ever opened, uh, the second attempt that's heavier than you, your second ever attempt, mm-hmm. PB on the third one, then do the same with your clean and jerk. Go six for six and you probably still won't be happy for very long. 
Yeah, we, got, like could have gone heavier, yeah. yeah. And it's the same thing for for powerlifting, for squatting, for benching, for deadlifting. Yeah, exactly. Like if you've never been in that situation before, it's worthwhile um thinking about, well, all right, I'm gonna make my second attempts, my openers for for the next competition, uh, and kick on from there. Obviously, the way I see the individual lifts is hitting PBs and those is great. But you want to just build a total, like yeah, that's the important thing on the day. Like, it doesn't matter if you PB, really. Mm. Just no, just build the total, like getting the comms on the, on the platform. There's people who in here, in definitely in the past, and a guy that I coached remotely, who were constantly wanting to max out, lift heavy, build a, build a total, but kind of do it in not the most optimal way or optimal or efficient way because i was going to say wrong way then but it's not really wrong if you want to max something out then fair enough but if you've got aspirations of like qualifying for a british championships or a world championships or even an english championships then doing it in your garage at home or doing it in the gym here is pretty fucking meaningless (laughs) like because all you're going to do if you've got a competition coming up is just smash your fatigue through the fucking roof <laughs> which is going to make it a lot more difficult to uh recover to potentially and recover progress. and make exactly recover and make progress which is what the aim of the game is yeah, so you look at like the top level athletes they're rarely at their best until around the olympics and that, that qualification period yeah they'll always be around like what what nine percent in comp 18 90 yeah, yeah. that's all good the qualification points obviously it's different <laughs> For us, because they're mm. like way up there. Yeah. Like, yeah, they've got that end goal of the Olympics. It's like, that's their, that's what they're working towards. Like, they're just going in, max out, do they? Yeah, oh, exactly. Exactly. Um, so, yeah, if, if you do have aspirations of uh, qualifying for like national competitions, um, then stick to your, stick to your planned out program. Speak to your coach about uh, about maybe like slight adjustments if you're a bit more advanced. Because I don't think there's anything wrong with being exposed to some relatively heavy singles, like in the in the yeah, middle like, of a volume block. But then yeah, obviously we're going to get onto this in a sec uh, about the about programming and how to like sort of structure things for that. But if you're like if you're two weeks if you're a week or two weeks away from a competition, like trying to pull a PB. It's just stupid. Like, just just stupid. Like, <laughs> stick to your program. Stick to your like your percentages or your pres- your rep and set prescriptions, and prioritize resting because doing a a heavy single that's more than what you want to open with and potentially pushing a PB. If you don't hit it, it's gonna get you a bit fucking worried. And if you do, it might give you a bit of a false sense of confidence, but also fucking skyrocket your fatigue levels. Yeah, I used to, that's what I used to train. Back at uni, I trained like nine times a week. Yeah. It'd be pretty much like Bulgarian. It was like a, it's described as like a Bulgarian West Side kind of method. Like Monday morning would be snatch, Monday night, clean jerk, always to a, like a complex heavy single, Tuesday heavy squats. Wednesday, morning cleans, evening snatch. Thursday, squats and powers, both 
go to max Friday, power, max powers in the morning, max full lifting in the evening. That's why squats and powers. There is, <laughs> there well, is a right, place again, for that. Be variation, so the volume wasn't always mega high, but yeah, there is. Good, I got good away with it during that time. There is a place for that, but I would say that a program like that should maybe be like what eight, maybe ten weeks long. Yeah, if it's a short exposure to it, not yeah, not not that not like two years, two years. Two, three years. I did. <laughs> if we could train like that all the time, then great. Like nothing wrong with that. Like, but specifically, probably because of the, you're probably able to train that way for that extended period of time, because although it might not feel like there was a lot of variety to it. There actually is. Well, yeah, there was because all like hangs, powers, like, yeah. blocks, like lots of like your base, your pool of exercises was all. Although it was like variations of a snatch, so you're still doing here to here. But the, the like, load was different. Ex- exactly, like managing like load, uh, intensity, and volume, and all that. One, one day it'd be like. Like a no hook, no foot snatch. Yeah. So you're obviously not going to be able to do as much on that as you could, yeah. like a full snatch, a below the knee hang snatch. Yeah. So um, having like variation there is is definitely important. So if you are going to train like that and you're a weightlifter, then that's probably a pretty good idea is to keep that variation there, like um, mix things up like day to day. Like you're, it's really simple to gauge progress with weightlifting like one are you more efficient at the movement two is the weight that you're doing on them getting heavier if the answer to both to either of those is yeah then you've made progress um, and you're setting yourself up to get better it's a little bit more difficult to train like that for powerlifting because obviously unless you started to split things up into like when you'd say like maybe squats um you can back squat, uh, high bar, low bar, safety bar squat, box squat, uh, pause squat, tempo squats. All of those can still be pretty heavy, so they can still be like pretty fatiguing, and that's yeah. just on a squat. Um, that's the great thing. There's no um, eccentric components, no. is that? That's why you can you can train, train more frequently. frequently. Yeah, you can train more frequently with. Higher intensities, yeah. yeah. Um, but I do, I do think like having having a like a good variety of exercises in there is a pretty good idea. Same for uh, powerlifting; it's probably a good idea to uh, look at your program, look at how many sessions per week you, you're going to be able to do, and have one or two sessions that are like sort of more overloading sessions. So. Um, like in week one, you could overload your squat. In week two, you could overload your bench. Week three, overload your deadlift. Then maybe have a deload week. Um, and for the other kind of sessions, I'll tell you what we'll do actually. Bodybuilding, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. For for the other kind of sessions, it's just sort of weight that you could that you can do that you know that you can recover from, but are still like pretty challenging. Um, so what we can do is, if we if we think of, we've got twelve weeks to prepare for, uh, we've got twelve weeks to prepare a weightlifter for a competition, twelve weeks to prepare a powerlifter for a competition. Um, you can obviously use this 
as your um, template. as a template if you really need to, um, if you're not sure about how to train. So how would you break down? We'd go weightlifting first. Um, how would you prepare someone for that? Put me on the spot again. <laughs> Do you want me to go first? No, obviously, mm, sometimes I like to work backwards as well. Like, mm. obviously, the week, maybe week, week 12, week 11. We call, we'd say, like, like that. we'd go week 12, and then there's a week till the competition. So it's 13 weeks. Yeah. Obviously, that'd be the, the taper. I sometimes have, like, a, almost like a two-week taper. Mm. Like the week before, week before taper is almost the final heavy week. Yeah. It's almost looking at second and third attempts almost. Yeah. And then the week after is sort of like yeah. 70%. Yeah. I'm trying to remember. I think we did test front squats as well on that, on that week. Yeah, the first I'd say four week block would be working on just general strength. A bit, bit more variety in the lifts, variation, working on wherever they're weak. Like I was always forced to do hang, hang snatches, like triples, doubles, just horrible. <laughs> like more, more complex work, getting the volume in there, just building that efficiency in the movements. Just going, going from there, really. Like squats would be more volume as well, like fives, fives on back squat, triples on front squats. I'd say like, I like to follow the, um, is it Mike Madcow? My cow. So like Monday would be uh three by five, Wednesday five by three, Saturday like a heavy five. And in four weeks it'd be f- six triples then doubles on the front squat and then heavy three. And the last block would build up to like a heavy single on the front squat. Is this in the first four weeks? That's, like, that's like the, the sort of macro type thing. Yeah. The, the first the whole four weeks would be. Yeah. First four weeks, like general yeah. strength, a bit yeah. of technique stuff. Um, and then. Next like four weeks would be. Sort of maintain the strength and. Work on the. Work on the actual lifts and, lifts and technique and, and stuff like that. Yeah. And last four weeks just be focused on the lifts. Sort of like to, the first two weeks of that. I'd probably agree with you there of like having yeah, a, yeah. a two week sort of peak or taper. It's like the last four weeks, like, is it the re- like realization phase? Yeah, yeah. Last four week block kind of thing. Yeah, so it's like, like that strength is trying to like express it. Trying to express it. it, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, definitely. Would we'll definitely um, agree with that for sure. Um, it's um, obviously depending on how often you can train, you can apply that to as many sessions as you'd like per week. Um, it's just all about that first four weeks being being able to like get the volume done. This, the it. next four weeks, it's all about the same fucking thing, really. Like pra- it's practice, practicing. Um, then like sort of like the last sort of three weeks, the next sort of the next three weeks, sorry, would be probably the the point where you do like the the heaviest the heaviest. Um, weights on the bar for the sort of like lowest volume really so it'd be like the higher intensity work on the class on the snatch and the clean and jerk um, and you'd probably just be using 
like back squats and front squats, they'd probably be pretty heavy as well. Um, basically just to keep that stimulus nice and high going into like a peak. Um, so being able to actually like get rid of the, the fatigue and actually express the strength in the on come competition day, like last week before the competition, basically doing multiple singles with like six between 60, 70%. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. If everyone is different, um, but I, that's I like, like that's generally like what works for pretty much everyone, really, isn't it? Like what what works? It's what works, really. Yeah, I've always liked a bit of a, a heavier taper for most people. Mm. Like open is like eighty percent ish. I'd probably do that, kind of like in the the sort of first week. So it's like two weeks away from competition, so that then you've got like that the week of the week leading up to it is you're basically not going to miss at all. Like complex wise um, in that week, uh, a couple of my favorites that, that, uh, that I would do uh, in the two weeks before a competition would be a snatch uh, plus an overhead squat. Um, and then <laughs> A clean, a front squat, and a jerk. Like if you if you can do your openers for that, then there's absolutely no fucking reason why you can't just snatch it and you can't just clean and jerk it because you've made the the snatches harder, yeah. <laughs> you've made the clean and jerks harder. So there should be absolutely no fucking problem um, getting those done for singles. We might have to go through powerlifting quite quickly here because I'm on eight percent on me laptop. <laughs> So what I would personally do for weightlifting, uh, for weightlifting, powerlifting. for powerlifting, the the sport that's a weight sport, but is called a power sport, because the the power sport is called the weight sport. Fucking makes sense of that. Um, first first block would be, I'd probably say, some heavy bodybuilding, like a. Uh, Lot plenty of variation on the uh, movements, so would have probably like a, a main squat day for probably heavy fives, heavy heavy sets of three to five reps in the first four weeks, and then plenty of variation uh, throughout the others. So it would be like a single squat session, and the other sessions would be stuff like maybe tempo squats or front squats or something that's gonna uh, something that's gonna work on the old quaddies and the legs and the muscles that you're going to be using in the squat, but isn't going to, isn't going to basically fatigue you too much. So we want to build kind of general capacity for the lifts without absolutely messing you up with mega high levels of fatigue. Um, the next sort of block, the next sort of four weeks would be probably some, uh, some high volume, more specific work. So we'd probably do maybe two squat sessions, probably three bench press sessions, and probably one or two deadlift sessions, depending on depending on the person, depending on how strong they are, um, depending on where they're at. Um, and we'd probably say that if we're going for like a three to four session a week program, oh fuck no, for the squats. <laughs> it's all far apart now, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's all far apart, yeah. Um, for the squats, uh, we'd probably do two overloading sessions uh, in that block. 
for the bench press. It'd be uh, two overloading sessions for the squats and then one or two sort of accessory days where the stimulus is a little bit different. We can manage the load again and we're not just completely messing ourselves up by doing the same movement over and over again. Uh, the bench press would be, I would make all three sessions overloading um, and uh, the accessory day would probably be some kind of overhead press just to make sure that we're uh, we're utilizing the chest and the shoulders uh, for the for the bench press and for the deadlift. It, it's I, I think it's very it's very uh, individual that because um, what can I think deadlifts are just like the they're usually the the one that people can do the most weight on in a very general sense. Um, also, to me, the most taxing. Exactly. So making sure that making sure that we're we're overloading it um, appropriately for the individual, rather than just following a program for the sake of following a program. But in that second block, lots of exposure to some heavy weights, um, to some heavy, heavy, heavy lifting. Um, again, I I would split the uh, the next four weeks weeks up into uh, two separate blocks, uh, like a, a like a taper, peak, whatever you want to call it. Um, and we drop the volume a fair bit in the first two weeks, but probably keep the intensity relatively high. We'd probably do a fair few heavy singles, so like 90, 90-ish percent, 85 to 90%, something like that for multiple singles, plus a bit lower volume. So we're talking like maybe doubles or triples, something like that, in the squat, uh, the bench press and the deadlift. I'd probably drop uh, an overloading bench press session um, just because I think that leading into uh, a peak, we don't want to be too fatigued. We don't want to overload it too much. We want to allow some recovery. Um, and that, that gives us the chance to uh, see what people respond to. So if they've not responded really well to, say, three overloading bench press sessions in that second four weeks it means we can drop it to one maybe two uh throughout the um throughout the next block um whilst also keeping the weights that people are lifting relatively high um obviously the week before a competition i would say your closest session to uh to a competition you should just be coming in and maybe moving a barbell around just to make sure you're not seizing up too much, maybe doing some mobility work, a um, bit of stretching, a bit of foam rolling to stay in the, in the habit of turning up to the gym and being like around the environment, all that kind of yeah. stuff. Warming up, chatting shit with someone <laughs> is like what I would probably recommend within that block we would probably do a session where we would squat, bench press, and deadlift up to openers, maybe second attempts, depending on the person, how experienced they are. But we definitely have a session in there where we would do some heavy singles under the commands. So uh, the commands for the squat, the commands for the bench press, the commands for the deadlift, just to make sure that there's that they're as prepared as possible for the uh, competition day. Um and there's not going to be any real surprises. Plus, as well, it gives them the chance to uh, to rack a squat before they've had the rack command, rack a bench before they've had the rack command. Because then you can go, you can say, just stay still. <laughs> Once you've finished, just stay still. Make sure you've had that command. Um, 
and it just it avoids any any nasty surprises come competition day. Would you uh do you have anything you'd want to add to that, like programming wise or any tips you'd want to include or anything like that? No, it's not bad. I pretty much do the same. Just my reader mentioned before about the competition, about the, the commands as well. Yeah. Comp. yeah. <laughs> I only really thought of that then. I was like, oh yeah, we'd probably do that. <laughs> do, 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 the, do the commands. Yeah. Um, yeah, we'd run through them um, in that last. When you when you when you uh, enter a powerlifting competition, the first thing that people do usually is go, "What are the commands again?" And you go through them at that point. So I usually like to tell people to make sure they're training with those in mind when they're doing probably that second block of four weeks. It's like the more specific strength stuff. Um, and then definitely have them right at the front of your mind for the last four weeks because you don't want to enter competition. You don't want to potentially hit a PB and then fuck it up because you've you've put the bar down before someone's told you to because I've seen it happen. It's sad, it's frustrating, all that kind of stuff, um, but it's the rules. So it is what it is. Them's the rules. Mm. And unless you've got anything you want to add, James... Nope. I think that's a pretty good place to end the podcast because we're on 3% now. Yeah, I don't want to say anything because yeah. it's going gonna... to cut yeah. out. Um, so, yeah, uh, there you go. There's what to expect on a competition day, some tips on how to prepare for it. Um, if you want to get involved in weightlifting or powerlifting, hit the link below. That'll take you through to our 21-day fundamentals program. Uh, we can get you in the gym, get you lifting. Uh, so, yeah, click that link, uh, book in for your completely free intro session, and we'll see you in the next episode. Bye. Oh, fucking hell. Oh, shit. Save it quick. Oh, yeah. It should, it should save automatically. Should. <laughs>